BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. And oh boy, has it been a week in Bachelor Nation. Um, In addition to obviously Charity's Fantasy Suite episodes, we did get the confirmation that Jason Tardick and Caitlin Bristow ended their engagement. Um, If you listened to last week's episode, if you're for the right reasons, or if you've been on any sort of Bachelor fan pages on Instagram or anywhere across the internet, you know that there was a lot of speculation about Caitlyn and Jason. She had stopped wearing her ring. They pretty much stopped giving wedding planning updates and allowing to be asked about their wedding, if I'm being completely honest, uh, late last year. I know earlier this year when I interviewed Jason, um, I was explicitly told not to ask about the wedding. I was able to ask about Caitlyn. Um, I kind of thought it, I was torn myself what I thought because I do know that they've been asked about this wedding for two years, and I did a whole deep dive into all the quotes that Caitlin and Jason have given me over the years, and it just really felt like they were on different pages of what they wanted with the wedding, what was the priority for the wedding, if the wedding was still a priority at all, and I do know Caitlin's an interesting one, right, because she's, I mean, probably one of the most popular bachelorettes this franchise has ever had in terms of numbers, in terms of longevity, in terms of just success post-show as far as her businesses and her podcast and still being relevant, um, as a person in Bachelor Nation, but also kind of transcends that a little bit. And she's also so interesting to me because she does a little bit what I do, right? She does interviews. She has a podcast. She jokes all the time about getting that headline. She fights back against clickbait, but also does interviews and wants her show to be successful. Still kind of dabbles with the franchise, but isn't afraid to, you know, to clap back at the franchise. She's interesting in that sense, that she's still very much involved in the narrative, um, both sides of it. And I think a lot of people in Bachelor Nation pick one lane or the other. And I I understand where Caitlin's coming from, but she also, I think, does sometimes get sensitive when the headlines are about her, which makes sense. Um, She's human, but obviously the speculation about their relationship was getting to her. And so when I kind of was deterred from asking questions about wedding planning, I wondered if that was because they simply, she, you know, they were just being sensitive to the headlines always being like, still don't have a wedding date, still don't have a wedding date, or if that was because they were never going to have a wedding date. Obviously, they decided to end things. We don't totally know why. They posted a joint statement that was very, you know, 
trying to stay friends, working through this privately. I think it was great that Caitlin has seemingly signed offline. She changed her Instagram bio to be right back healing. She said, you know, I'm taking time away. She did post another crying selfie before she did that, but to each their own. Um, Jason posted this little tribute to Caitlin that was very sweet on Instagram. And he, I don't know if you guys listen to Trading Secrets regularly. Um, that's Jason's podcast, and it's actually really insightful, I think. And I mean, it. both Caitlin and Jason have great podcasts, have successful businesses. So they're going to be just fine. I think it's obviously very difficult. They've been together for four years, engaged for two. The public was watching. It didn't take long for her to ditch her ring for everyone to figure out what was going on. So I obviously have sympathy for them, and that sucks. At the same time, kind of like I said last week, to be posting so much on Instagram, it kind of adds fuel to the fire. So I'm glad she's kind of taking a step back. And Jason on Trading Secrets, he records his intros, introducing his guests and kind of summarizing what they're about to hear the day before the episode comes out, which I didn't know. I knew he did these intros and they seem he likes to have the latest news if there's anything to say about it. And if you listen to this week's episode, it's very sad because his podcast comes out on Mondays. They announced this on Sunday. So it's seemingly Sunday night, you know, hours, moments, minutes, no idea, exact timeline of when they posted this joint statement on Instagram announcing their breakup. He takes to the mic and tries to record this intro to an episode that he had recorded with Hannah G and uh, with them, um, sorry, not with Hannah G, with Blake and um, Blake and Giannina from Love is Blind. And he sounds very broken. You can tell it's hard for him to get through the intro. He said he recorded a longer one that he then opted not to release. I'm sure he got to the mic, he started talking, didn't stop, word vomited a little bit, and then listening back, he thought maybe it was too much insight to provide. Let the statement speak for itself for now. But if you can just hear it in his voice, um, the same way you can see it in, you know, Caitlin's Instagram selfie. So sad for both of them. Happy they kind of just confirmed it because it's never great when the speculation continues for too long. Obviously, we shouldn't be surprised if uh, Michael A. and Danielle are to follow. I don't know if you guys heard Michael A.'s interview on She's All Batch, but he did a pretty big dodging spin zone of the are you and Danielle still together question, made it about their relationship being private and the answer to that question being private, which basically means yes, because if they were still together, the answer would be yes, we're still together. If they're just going through something, I get it, but then why go on She's All Batch? I'm happy for them. It was a great interview. I know that Sierra had just done an interview kind of talking about Paradise, and he kind of wanted to clap back at it, but it's a year later. I just don't think that should be a priority. It's weird to me that he would go on when he had, if there were, there's some big to-do or whatever with him and Danielle, I would wait until they were ready to talk about it, because obviously they're, they're going to ask him. So it was just weird to me, and as I wrote on the Ask the Headline, raised more questions than gave answers. He said, things are private. When you let other people get involved in your relationship, it's not helpful. It's like, okay, well, you met on national television, so people are going to be involved. Again, when you sell ads, when you kind of sell this lifestyle as a couple, and that's your brand and that's your job, you do sympathize with them for sure. And I did feel bad for Caitlin and Jason, but at the same time, owing people something is too harsh, but like, you should expect it at this point. I don't know, but something's in the water in Bachelor Nation is all I have to say. Diving into Charity's episode, I mean, the Xavier of it all was obviously the major highlight. And I feel like I've been saying that Xavier, I liked him last week with his family. I did think he was a little boring, but I liked him last week with his family. But I feel like this whole time, he's pretty much just been telling Charity reasons not to pick him. And then he just solidified that with this insane cheating confession. 
Um, earlier in the episode, he did, he did compare Charity to a delicate flower that he didn't want to crush when he picked up, which to me was an insane comment and red flag. I, I really feel like he was just a walking, like listing reasons to send me home. During that fantasy suite episode, that fantasy suite moment, when he, you know, has continued kind of throughout this whole time, talked about how he's not sure if he's ready and how he's worried she might not check all these boxes for him. And then he drops this bomb saying that he cheated on his last girlfriend two years into the relationship. They dated for two and a half years. He went on this like five day cheating spree. And he says, I don't want to be unfaithful to you. But you know, if I go on a guy's trip, there is a chance that I will slip and I will fall and I will be in bed with another woman. And that's just the risk you might have to take. And as much as I would like to promise you it won't happen, I don't think I can, but maybe I can. Maybe I can make that promise if you and I go into the fantasy suite right now because I need a little bit more time and then I'll wake up tomorrow and be like confirmed, will or will not cheat. I mean, everything this man was making made no sense. If he, was he trying to self-sabotage? Was he begging to be sent home? Did he wake up in Fiji and say, how am I in the final three? You know, they clearly cut a week out of this season. I need my time to go home. I don't want to be here. Was he drunk? I mean, Charity joked about being on her fifth glass of champagne when she was chugging it, talking to him. Did, did they drink during the day that we didn't see? Was that a really long conversation? He looked like dead behind the eyes. It just made no sense to me what he was just like self-sabotaging. And almost like blaming her, like, I don't know. And blaming his ex, he was like, she just, you know, she wasn't who I wanted to be. And I'm not trying to blame her, but if she was who I wanted to be, I might not have gone on that five-day cheating spree. Or, and if you're who I want you to be, then maybe you can trust me on guys' trips, but maybe you can't. I mean, it's an, the whole conversation was like laughable. I was, it felt unbelievable to be watching it. And it really did feel like he was just begging to be sent home. And Charity was great. I, I almost wish she even sent him home earlier she, I'm sure, was just probably a little confused herself because it, it was so insane, I feel like, what he was saying. He was just begging to be sent home. And she, he he did, like, let, she kind of let him put the ball on his court for a minute when he made that, like, I need to see more. And she wasn't immediately like, well, bye. Um, I mean, thank God she sent him home in the end. But the whole thing was just so insane. I couldn't decide. I mean, I'm pretty, I really do feel like he was just trying to get out and didn't, and was done with the process and was like, what can I say to get this girl to send me home? Because even when he's in the car, he's like, she's sobbing. And he's just like, yeah, you know, shucks. I guess I, I guess she didn't like my story about being a cheater. It was insane to me. But I also thought, could he have woken up in Fiji and realized he got this far and there's a girl at home who's going to make a TikTok about him and going to expose this story? And he doesn't want to be, you know... When, when Jed was in People Magazine, because his alleged girlfriend, who he denied he was dating, but whatever, the person he was in love with, who's now married to Hannah Brown's brother, lest we not forget, married to Hannah Brown's brother. Um, if if that woman, you know, that if Hannah was like, you should have told me, maybe we could have worked through this. Probably not, by the way. Like, imagine if Hannah told, like, Jed had told Hannah that there's this girl who's going to be like, I said I was in love with her, but it wasn't true. And I just but I did just want to come on the show for, for Instagram followers and for my music career. But then I fell in love with you. I guess that would have been the only chance for them to have worked out. I still think she put a send him home and maybe actually probably would have ended up with Tyler, which oh, in another life, but in this situation, I guess we could think Xavier's thinking, Oh, this girl's about to go on TikTok. She's going to expose me. I guess I should tell 
charity before the world does. And this is one of our last chances before I should potentially be proposing. But I'm still leaning towards he just wanted a way out. I mean, the way he spoke about this just truly made no sense to me. Or the producers got in his ear and convinced him that this was going to get out. Maybe they somehow knew about it. Maybe he had told a producer and they were encouraging him. But the whole thing was just truly insane um they did kind of get charity had this moment afterwards the next morning saying this isn't a build a build a man build a man workshop and this was sort of the moment that we didn't get with her and Brayden where she was kind of taking it back and owning being the bachelorette and putting him in his place a little bit and knowing that she's not here to fix anyone which I did think was great I think that was a great moment I think that was a great line this isn't a build a man workshop I kind of wish she said it to Xavier though I think, again, last night, there was a moment that I thought she wasn't going to send him home, and maybe it's the edit, but there should have been no question during this conversation that he was going to get sent home. It's not even so much that he like cheated on his past girlfriend. It was the way he talked about it so nonchalantly and that he basically told her that there's a good chance he would cheat on her too. It's so ridiculous. So it was great the next morning, but I almost wish she was even a little tougher on him in real time. In between all this, we have like Aaron B. packing in this confessional saying he's going to go to Fiji and just like miss me with that. I have no interest in this Aaron B. crashing storyline. At the end, when she like is entertaining the idea of letting him come back, it's so ridiculous to me. She's already told Joey and Dotton that she's in love with both of them, which is like the complicated drama we need enough. She said it to both of their faces. I don't need Aaron. I don't need to Aaron B. to be here. I don't need to pretend that this is legit. There's absolutely no way Aaron B is the one. I think her and Joey both, Joey and Dotton both have solid connections with her. I really like Joey. I think he's solid. I think he's super cute. I think it says everything we needed to know that they didn't have enough footage for this season that we spent almost an entire minute watching him wait for her to show up in an ATV. I think everything that's so stupid about the Bachelor franchise is this ATV breaking down and them acting like this was coming over some sort of hardship and saying we can have fun doing nothing just because that ATV didn't work and we got over it together and you handled it so well and we still had a great day. Like This ATV breaking down is not a hurdle, especially when there's no real risk of anything going wrong. You're not in the middle of the woods without a million producers. I mean, I guess there's something to be said for if a guy did handle that poorly, that's a giant red flag, but that's setting the bar pretty low. It's not like you spent all this money on this vacation and everything's going wrong and you're seeing the way he's handling it. You're on a free trip. You're in no way in harm's way. The ATV didn't work. You walked into a swamp picnic instead. He should be able to handle that. And he did, by the way. And he's super cute. And I do think she likes Joey. I think there's something there. I think if this was the real world, they would date for a year, have a great relationship, realize, you know, there's something there, but maybe not it, maybe not enough to solidify a relationship. And she would have ended up with someone like Dotton. That's what I think is going to happen. And that's what I think we're watching. I did think it was interesting that Joey basically admitted that he was uncomfortable with his his uncle kind of crashing the hometown date and that's why he wasn't acting like himself. I think he knew that his uncle was going to say something like this and he was preemptively like he was having a freak out in advance like oh now you know he's my uncle's gonna be reading into everything I do and it made him like course correct and that's why he like held back and his family thought he was maybe not being his true self. I think he admitted he was worried how he was going to come off. Maybe it was something to do with you know tennis and that being his career and what that's going to look like on the show. 
it was a little odd to me, but I, I do think bringing your family into the show does add a whole nother layer of how are they going to be edited? How am I going to be edited? And it maybe got too real too quick for him since they did bring his uncle into the date early and he didn't know that was going to happen. So I think Joey's solid. I do kind of think he's going to be the bachelor. And I think her and um, Doughton are together, if I had to guess. Um, I will say it was my first red flag for him claiming he didn't know how the show ends. I just don't buy it. This is season 570,000 of Bachelor Bachelorette. And somebody told you that usually Neil Lane shows up and you pick out a ring. I, I don't believe it was someone in the house who let you in on that. And if there it is, I don't really like that either. I understand you shouldn't go in knowing you shouldn't say I'm going to propose no matter what. It's you should feel it out. I get it. But I don't like this. I'm showing up to see what happens and not admitting, you know, there's a proposal or being ready to propose. Because even if you decide it's she's not the one for you, that's fine. Or you get there and you do really like her, but you think an engagement was too fast. That's fine too. It's whatever, but it is the premise of the program. And I, I just don't buy that you didn't know. And I don't like that concept because that means you weren't thinking about it. And it is the point of the show. And the bachelorettes especially emphasize again and again how much they want to get engaged and charity is no different. So I'm sorry. That was a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, do I think they're adorable? Yes. Could it be too good to be true? Potentially. I think their first real test, honestly, will be post-show. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, we see the preview. If, if it's her crying over, like, sending home Aaron again, I'm going to be so mad. But I think their first real test will be them watching it back and finding out that she said, I love you to Joey. Maybe she tells Dotton there, and that's what makes things kind of go awry. They both find out. I mean, it, it's better TV if she tells them in real time. Although... I don't know. Sometimes those those after the final roses are pretty wild when they find out things they didn't know happened just backstage or just before. Ooh, that's when the, that's when live TV really hits. But um I do think that'll be their first real test. I wonder. We haven't really seen Doughton question Charity's role as the Bachelorette. We've seen him be very supportive. Their relationship has seemingly been very independent of any other relationship on the show, which is what you want and how you do get there. But in the reality, there are these other relationships on the show. So I'm really curious to see how he handles the I love you to Joey as well, or I'm falling in love with you to Joey. And if it somehow is reversed and they're forgetting us with the editing and Joey's the one, then we'll have to see how he reacts to her also being in love with Doughton. So I think that Doughton, Doughton, oh my God, why can't I say this man's name? Anyway, I do think they... I worry they're too good to be true. I do think it is him, though. And I think Joey's The Bachelor. I said that last week. I'll say it again. I do think it was a solid Fantasy Suites episode. And I do think it was so much nicer to have them talk about their relationships and not just, like, sex and put too much. Like, I saw someone tweeted, like, remember when they called this sex week? Like, that was too much. Like, with Zach. And obviously with Clayton, there's so much emphasis on intimacy. And I do think obviously that's super important and I'm sure they talked about it but I feel like I've been calling for them to maybe not air as many of those conversations because it's just it's a little much we're getting a little much in the weeds of these relationships and it is a television show and it was just a little much for me I think I think sometimes it's nice to have the let's just pretend we don't know what happened and go with the the dumb allusions to the birds and we saw that and then waking up in the bed and sometimes frankly it is just none of our business and if it becomes a storyline that's fine if if you know every consenting adults decide to say why'd you make love to me if you weren't in love to me that will be great television but it was becoming a little much, I think, with some of these seasons. So I enjoyed these fantasy suites, to be honest. Um, 
I do think charity season has lost some steam and I hope it picks up. Uh, maybe the mental all will deliver. Doesn't always, sometimes it does, but um, I'm excited for her finale. I think, I think it's two-parter if I had to guess. I think we go mental all and then I think we go Monday, Tuesday finale situation, wrap up the Airbnb of it all, maybe get a cliffhanger and then get a engagement and breakup and bachelor announcement question mark. They actually probably won't announce the next bachelor because they're focused on golden bachelor Gary, who will be on the mental all as well, I guess, now that I think about it, but all right, that's it. That's all I got for you. That is what's going on in bachelor nation. That's a little, some, some stream of consciousness some thoughts about charity season. And I hope you come back next week for more. Mm-hmm.